He fires downfield. It's caught. And into the end zone. Touchdown, Iowa. Touchdown, Iowa. Play fake. Beathard sets up deep in the pocket. Goes down the field for Smith. All right, welcome in, everybody. We are firing a week one recap here on this Sunday evening. We've got Sunday Night Football on right now. It is 7.45. This will be coming out Monday morning. We'll go over the schedule a little bit this week. We're going to have a little bit of a bigger week this week. We've got the week one recap coming out Monday. Then we've got the U.S. Open preview. It's a major week. I feel like people are kind of forgetting that. And I'm a golf guy. People may not be. I think it's it's something I'm going to post regardless. It may not get the following that everything else will, but nonetheless, it's going to be it's going to be posted Tuesday, Wednesday. We're going to do NFL and NCAA preview like we did last week, and then we're going to have Triangle Sharps on Friday, hopefully with a few guests as well, just like last week. Starting off, we're going to get into the betting slate this weekend. A few listeners have reached out saying that I have been giving them losers, which they were. I tweeted out the morning slate on Saturday. I ended up, I believe, going two and four. Not great. Ended up making it up in the back half of the day, getting some live bets in. We'll talk about that as, as we go through the slate, talk about some key things that I thought I saw happen and... As, as we do that, we'll talk about the betting slate a little bit and what I had throughout the day, getting some live bets in. Needed to recover. Needed to recover after, after a very, very tough front half of the day, especially with Kansas State. But we'll get, in, we'll get right into Iowa State. The little brother of the state is 0-1, folks. And they lost to a Sun Belt Conference heavyweight, if you will. They, I believe, went... 10 wins, 10 wins or 11 wins last year. And it's, it's not by no means a bad loss for Iowa State. Listen, I think people are making a bigger deal than it is. Yes, Brock Purdy looked terrible. Yes, the special teams looked terrible. The drops on offense, it all wasn't good. But I don't think it's room to panic for Iowa State. I think they'll be just fine in the Big 12. Seems that nobody can play defense in the Big 12. They'll be just fine. They'll figure it out. Matt Campbell and Brock Purdy have been historically not very not very well in week one games. And it's it's just kind of a trend that, that seemed to play out again this 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 week. And the special teams just looked abysmal. Listen, we have a punt return and a kick return in the same game. That just absolutely cannot happen. It's just discipline. It's stuff that again, if Iowa State were in the Big Ten, that shit wouldn't fly. It just wouldn't. Just absolutely wouldn't. That's why Iowa wins uh, I mean, that's why we've got five straight wins. Would have been six. It was, you know, Iowa State finding ways to win in Cyhawk week. It is what it is. That's kind of all I got on Iowa State. Brock Purdy, we'll, we'll, we'll say 16 for 35, no touchdowns and one interception, just average, average. Just looks sloppy, and the drops didn't help. He can't help the drops from the wide receivers, but it is what it is. Overthrowing some people, you can't have it. Especially against uh, against an opponent like like ULL, I think ULL wasn't necessarily 
I don't, I don't, I don't think they prepped for him well enough. To be honest, I think they kind of overlooked him. Brock Purdy even admitted that post game, which I don't know why you would admit that. I mean, that's just not a good look for yourself as a person and the team as well. I mean, coaching Matt Campbell, you just can't have that. You can't have that mentality. Going into week one, especially opponent you schedule, knowing that you're going to get a good game most likely. They're going to give your best effort. And we'll talk about that 11.5 just absolutely smacking. That was a, that was a big play. A lot, of the, a lot of my buddies fell into the trap of Iowa State this week, minus 11.5. I just never saw it that way. We had, again, inside sources that I, I cannot reveal. Give us some information about, about just LaTeX being, ULL, excuse me, being a rather good team and with some good athletes. And what do you know? We have a, we have a money line winner. We have a, a, a good cover out of an 11.5 point dog. Moving on into the, the afternoon slate a little bit, we have North Carolina getting a good win over Syracuse. Sam Howell looked well. I, I think North Carolina is actually going to be a team to not mess around with by any means this year in the ACC. Taking Clemson last year to the final play, I think that they have the, the chance to possibly do that again this year. Again, it's not going to be at home like it was last year, but I think that Clemson, they won't lo- overlook them necessarily like they may have last year, but I think that they might be able to hang around in that game and maybe maybe cover what depending on what the line is. Hopefully they don't get too much respect, so I I can I can fire a wager at that, nonetheless. But I think North Carolina look good. I think that they're a team that could possibly beat Notre Dame, and that's who who we'll talk talk about next here in the ACC. Notre Dame picking up a win at home over Duke. Ian Book looked. Pretty average, in my opinion. I thought their defense looked fine. And I think Duke's actually a, a, a relatively average team in the ACC this year. I think they're going to they're gonna look well in games. They're going to play people tight. I think Chase Bryce. I keep forgetting this name. Chase Bryce. Chase Bryce is the name, I believe. I, I thought it was Sam earlier, but it's Chase Bryce. Lo- looked good for Duke. I think it was, a, it was a relatively efficient offense for them, offensive game for them. And uh, tended to and jumping back into the slate a little bit, I hit the I hit Duke live at plus fourteen and a half. Again, we're looking at good numbers. We're looking at good numbers. They were down by seven at the time. Took plus fourteen and a half. Thinking if it's a two touchdown game, I'm still covering. We're looking for good numbers out here. Not always betting teams, so why not? We we fired it. Found a winner there. I'm not great at posting picks. I'm not usually huge on posting picks. I did it mostly because I I said I would I would I would post them and and keep you updated on what my final card is. I'm not really huge on it. I don't know if it's a superstition type of thing. It's it just is what it is. It just seems like whenever I I post picks, they just don't they don't go all that well. But nonetheless, uh, I'll I'll tend to get to that a little bit more. Try to right the ship. And it's always hard week one, and we'll talk about this with the NFL as well. It's it's very difficult to win week one. You have nothing to base your bets off of. You're you're just kind of firing firing darts at a, at a wall uh, with a blindfold on, and it's 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 just tough. It's just tough. We'll we'll look to find our stride here a little bit in the next few weeks. Clemson next playing Wake Forest. I actually. I was back and forth on, on this, and I talked about it on the pod last week. I was going to take Clemson. I actually ended up not doing that. I actually flipped. I decided to take Wake Forest right before kickoff. I think it was sharp money was coming in. 
and the the money was coming heavily towards Wake Forest, so I decided to flip my pick to that and the under, which both ended up being winners. I thought Clemson, Trevor Lawrence looked good. They did exactly what they were supposed to do. I thought I would see maybe a little bit more of a better performance in the first half, but they, end, they ended up kind of stalling drives a little bit. They just didn't look overly impressive. They just did what they needed to do, got out with a win. It is what it is. In the 11 a.m. games, we had Army as well. Army was minus 22, just a dominant, dominant victory. I mean, I think they passed the ball like four times is all. Triple option proved to to work, unlike Navy the previous week, which we talked about having a few of those tickets not working out well. We stuck with Army here, the troops, and we found a winner. We found a winner in Army, just a dominant victory, 37 to like three, something along those lines. And back into the afternoon a little bit, we've got Campbell. Campbell was a line I saw in my app, William Hill. I saw a stat on ESPN as we were watching the games. We saw Georgia Southern had 33 players sitting out or suspended due to either COVID or various other reasons. Nonetheless, I just was very intrigued by it. Campbell was plus 29. If you're telling me the other team's got 33 players missing, I'm just going to take that every day of the week. It is what it is. I I, I honestly kind of laughed at that line. I just giggled, and I was like, well, I might as well. So we got into the game a little bit, and Campbell had the lead in the first half. I didn't really watch much of the first half, but they they had a lead, and they were were around, and I see they're still plus an 11.5 live. Hit them again. Hit them again. So we hit them again, 11.5. And moving moving later on to the game, we, we we bet the under, which that that was a loser. Moving on when they they came down late in the game and scored. But Campbell kept it close. It was kind of fun. We added a money line bet, plus four twenty as well, as they were leading, and then Georgia Southern just kinda of took over in the back half of the this the game, the second half. And I don't I to be honest, I don't know what happened. I don't know if there was a quarterback sitting out. I don't I have no idea what, what switch it took for Georgia Southern to, to flip it on, but they didn't, and uh, the, the Campbell money line was no good, but nonetheless, we got two spread two spread covers, which we'll, we'll take any day of the week. It ended up being a slight lo- losing week for me in the slate, which is fine for week one. To be honest, I didn't lose. It's not like we lost our whole bankroll, so we'll take it. We're still alive. We're still hanging in with the punches, rolling with them, and trying to find jabs here and there. Last last college football game we'll talk to is the Oklahoma game, Spencer Rattler, which I had had got my opinion out that I thought he was going to be a bum, an absolute bum. He proved not certainly not to be that. Had like five touchdowns, an absolute dominant win. They had forty one points in the first half, forty eight to nothing win. I believe they covered. It is what it is. Oklahoma looked good. They got athletes. They got Spencer Rattler. He's passing accurately, which kind of shocked me. I, I didn't quite see that out of him, but good for him. Good for Spencer Rattler. I'm not going to be right all the time. Just the same with my picks. Just never going to be always perfect. But we'll move into NFL now. We'll move into the NFL and today's, today's, today's slate. The 6, the six 12, 12 o'clock games did not go well. They simply did not go well, folks. 
We bet all six of the 12 o'clock games, and we went two and five. We bet all of the spreads, and we bet one over-under. We bet oh, we bet a prop, too. We bet Derek Carr over 266 and a half, some, some dumb line like that. I don't even know where I saw it. If I saw it on Twitter, I don't know. I have no idea. We take a Derek Carr over. That was an absolute loser. I was a fish. I was a fish. I took the Eagles minus five and a half today. I was talking to a friend about the line movement a little bit before the game. And I just, I I didn't see a way that the Eagles were going to lose this game, let alone not win by at least six. I just, the, the money, the money was moving the line. I wanted to get on the Redskins. I couldn't do it. I bet the Eagles, the offensive line looked like absolute dog. In the second half, just a complete different half than the than the first one where they looked dominant, and Carson Wentz wasn't able to do anything in the second half. Couldn't run the ball, couldn't pass the ball. What are you going to do? And Dwayne Haskins in the in the Reds, excuse me, the footballers, the footballers, the footballers got to move the ball a little bit more in the second half. They looked good. It is what it is. That was a loser. What else we have? We have the Bears. The Bears, the Bears. How about that cover, folks? How about that cover? How about that win? Good day for the the city of Chicago. Alec Mills will mention through a no hitter. Couldn't be happier with with the day for the the city of Chicago. The Bears win twenty seven twenty three with finding the offense in the second half. Mitch, I mean Mitch looked good. Good for Mitch. Good for Mitch. I it's we got to solve the the quarterback room pr- problems, and the only way to do it is is getting to move this, run the rock first off, and then set up set up the pass for Mitch. I think it was important to to mention, I mean, he just looked more accurate. I thought he looked he looked rather well. He wasn't he wasn't sloppy by any means. He looked good. Anthony Miller also, what a catch. What a catch down the stretch along the sideline there. Couldn't ask for a better effort out of him. Other than that, that's about it for the the Bears. The Packers this one I was right on. We had the Packers plus two and a half. Aaron Rodgers looked phenomenal. They were absolutely slinging the ball. They couldn't be stopped. The Vikings, for some reason, did not think about stopping the, the Packers offense whatsoever today. And Aaron Rodgers and the boys, Devontae Adams going absolutely insane, put up 43. The Vikings are never going to compete with that, in my opinion, especially with Kirk Cousins at the helm. Just not going to happen. Adam Thielen with a couple garbage-time touchdowns. It is what it is. They should have lost probably by more, but assume the Packers getting some some two deeps in there. It is what it is. We'll talk about the Bucks a little bit now. The Bucks came out hot. They look. They get a stop. They get the ball back off a punt, and Tom Brady walks them immediately down the field capping it with a three-yard QB sneak. What a better way to do it. Tom Brady looked good in the first drive, and then kind of an up-and-down game after that. A lot, of, a lot of laundry on the field, a lot of penalty flags. Going to have to clean that up looking forward. And along with cleaning that up, the special teams didn't look great as well. The Bucks are going to have to find some consistency. I think the next few games for them are going to be Big in terms of learning. I think that it's not the the tough, toughest next four games, and I think it's going to be a a good a good learning environment in in the Bucks in the Bucks camp over the next few weeks. 
Do the do they have, uh, the Bucks Bears Week Four? They've we've got NFC crossovers with the North and and we uh, we've got the Bucks Bears Week Four. I kind of look forward to watching that one. As we got Bucks fans, we got Bears fans in the house. Should be a good time. Other than that, the Kansas City Chiefs and Clyde Edwards Hilaire. What a week Thursday night football. As we were watching that game after we got done recording. I mean, wow. I didn't expect him to quite go off this early. We we're, I mean, right about him, nonetheless. I think that we'll continue to see the, the positive workload for Clyde. And what a better, couldn't be a better situation for him. I think it's only going to, I don't necessarily think it's going to go up from here. I think it's just going to be steady games kind of like he had this week. I think it's going to be a spot where Clyde's going to keep getting the work in the receptions and the goal line work as well. And they're going to use the, Look to use him as a as a weapon. A majority of of the of the plays, swinging him out of the backfield, getting him touches on draws. He's he's an all down back, and he looked he looked really good. We'll talk about the Bengals a little bit. Joey Burrow looked a little static in the in the in the early half of that game. He made a good run. He made a good run in the second half, bringing the team back, bringing him down the field. And man, I. I'm kind of it wasn't I won't call it a, a soft no call I'm not usually huge on on calls like that but man I thought AJ Green didn't didn't necessarily shove off I think you got to you got to no call that that PI there and give if, give Joe Burrow his first win I thought I thought it was deserving he walked him down the field was accurate and what can you do and then then we miss a field goal and kind of a tough scene not being able to prove himself at all this week we're looking at the Cowboys. We've got the Cowboys tying up the game here. Sorry to break in. We've got a 7-7 Cowboys-Rams score here early in the second quarter. We're going to get a double check on the live line here. Being tossed a live line here on William Hill. we got the Rams minus 110. They've, they've been looking to move the ball. They've been moving the ball. They've looked good. The, the Cowboys finally starting to move the ball downfield, getting the score here, tying it up. Man, should get a bet in here. Man, that, all that sharp money was on on the Rams coming down the stretch. I didn't I didn't actually place a wager on this. I have uh, Cooper, not, excuse me, a Robert Woods over sixty five and a half receiving yards prop. Other than that, I didn't really look to look to bet anything in this game, in this Sunday night football game. But looks like we're gonna get a live bet in. We're gonna go ahead and do that right now here on William Hill. We've got the Rams minus one ten. Getting action in here live on a Sunday night. And why not? We bet every other game today. Why wouldn't we why wouldn't we bet this one? Other than that, not gonna be much else for this this week. We'll get into previewing the rest of this week a little bit. Get this get this line booked here. And we're live. We'll get to talking about the rest of the week a little bit, it being a major week. I looked to preview the U.S. Open, like I said. I know it's not going to be everybody's favorite thing, but I think it's there's some interesting storylines, some people I'd like to talk about and highlight this week. And we'll do a similar preview for NFL, and we'll just add in the NCAA a little bit. Just the games I like. We'll go over the rest of the slate, obviously, in, in triangle sharps and whatnot. And again, we'll keep it short and sweet this week. We've the the recaps will we'll kind of tend to keep short, and we'll keep to the motto of kind of being short and sweet. 
which I like. And we'll just end it off talking about how you guys have been supporting me, supporting the channel, supporting the guys coming on. Been hearing comments from various people, getting nice things said, and I appreciate all the support as always. And I it really warms the heart hearing all the comments from various different people, whether I know them, whether I don't, whether you, you just might be catching it off a retweet on Twitter, whatnot. Couldn't be more thankful and appreciative of the support. And again, you can find me on Twitter at Melrose Media. Anchor, Spotify, Google is what we're on right now. Hopefully tomorrow morning we get good news that we are on Apple. I'm hoping, hoping, hoping. Tomorrow is the seventh day that I've been waiting, and apparently they're around seven to ten days is, is normally when people get in. So hopefully we get in there. We're on Anchor. We're also on Patreon. Again, talked about Patreon a little bit and the different tiers of membership. We've got some tipsy, drunk questions, Q&As, inbound so if you're looking to get into that again it's only a, a monthly subscription you don't it's not going to be for everybody but it's it's something i i'm gonna kind of have fun with and get some exclusive content kind of stacked up in a backpack if you will and if you decide to do it for a month i'll release the the content out to you guys and hopefully you guys enjoy that but with that being said i think this is another Another solid pod. I think we covered everything we needed to. We've got the betting slate, college football slate. Iowa State stinks, as always. Losing on Cyhawk series weeks, which they would have been what a, six straight is what it would have been versus Iowa in Kinnick, an empty Kinnick, which I'm looking at on my deck right now, which is unfortunate. I do plan on getting out possibly this week if I've got time, a little bit of a Big Ten ramp. They teased again teased a vote possibly returning big big 10 football which i don't know i'm optimistic but i'm also not going to get my hopes up too high so we'll see hopefully i can get an episode out to you guys about that with that being said i'll quit rambling i'll let you guys go hope you guys had a good and relaxing weekend and let's kick it we'll see you guys tuesday Field. It's caught and into the end zone. Touchdown, Iowa! Touchdown, Iowa! Play fake. Bethard sets up deep in the pocket. Goes down the field.